Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Laff and I'm delighted to be joined by the Von Englands. Hello. Hi. How you doing this evening? Yeah, all good. Uh, going to give you something a bit more surprising than every other guest who's probably said, oh, you know, I'm good except for COVID. I'm actually really good, <laughs> you know. Yeah, pretty excellent. I'm good, no well, matter how, what. Say, how have you been surviving lockdown? Um, doing all right, actually. I think we're both pretty busy creatively. Yes. And whatnot, which is good. Um, and we've got each other to sort of stop you yeah. going insane, so. We have a benefit, like, at the, at the start, everyone's kind of I actually isolated with no one around. We've, we've at least we've got someone to talk to. We haven't driven each other mad yet, so that's something. Yeah, I think at the beginning of lockdown, the, my dog found it the most strange just being here all the time. <laughs> I think it, it took him, it took him weeks to get used to us being here. I think it, most time he just sleeps. I think. <laughs> See, we've got a cat. And, uh, he loves the attention. He loves having us around all the time. Yeah, so it meant we started letting him out a lot in the day, and he started getting into fights with the the local neighbors. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. which sounds like a, a real gimmick to cat, but no, our real life cat got into real life fights with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been um, binging any series you can recommend to the listeners? Or uh, we watch anything actually? The start of lockdown, we we uh, we made sure we watched. Um, we did Witcher. Yeah. Um, I want to watch Witcher. The thing is, we put off for a little while, and it's pretty short. So by the time we finish it, we're like, oh, oh, more now. There's uh, a lot of stuff we're like catching up on because one of us has watched and the other hasn't. Yeah. So like Modern Family, we were watching a lot yeah. of because I haven't seen it. You haven't seen a lot of the Marvel stuff, so we were going through that. Yeah, yeah, so I think I see it. Like we've, um, I've recently taken it upon myself to start watching um, WF from like the start of '96. So we're we're like just yeah. past the Rumble now. That's that's what cool. it goes for us. No. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Me and my girlfriend started something. We started watching Raw from the beginning. And we got right. up to about ninety-five, and it was so. That's like these and Mabel in the main events. Yeah. So it's just awesome. That's <laughs> like ninety-five went straight to ninety-six because <laughs> in January, and it's all fine. Vader will do. Yeah, cause, yeah, cause my girlfriend only seems to like to watch stuff when she was little. So it's literally like end of ninety-two to. Beginning of '95, she'll watch that over and over and over again. And it's dead easy to watch the early worlds because they're only 40 minutes long. It's like three hours, like these days. <laughs> so, well, 40 yeah. minutes and about 10 minutes of actual wrestling. So. Yeah, yeah, it's more, it's more entrances than actual oh. wrestling. I think it's like they usually start with the main event and yeah. then they have about six jobber matches after that. You know, actually, um, we watched we've watched a couple of really good jobber matches lately. Where if people are looking for something good to watch. Um, yeah. Goldberg versus Glacier yeah. is quite possibly the best squash match I've ever seen. Um, I, they've only had one match. I'm sure if you search it on the network, you'll find it. But anyone who's listening who's got two minutes spare, it will change well, your life. I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I missed WCW. I kind of stopped watching wrestling like 
when I got to like 16, like 97, 98, around then. So I missed like the whole Attitude Era. Yeah. I've went back and watched it now from the WWF side, but I've never really gone back and watched the CW side of it. Things so I've missed the whole. Yeah, well, when I was thing. when I was kind of growing up, like I'd, yeah, it was all WWF, and I think I managed to catch like one episode of of Nitro once, and it was it was a triple cage with DDP, and I was like, wow, this show's great. I'll watch it again, and I never did. So, you know. <laughs> Team WF. <laughs> well, the triple, triple was that the triple cage? Which which triple cage was it? They had to, they had the one where it was Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage making their way through one triple cage, or the other one David Arquette trip on DDP. Yeah, that one. Yes, <laughs> I, got, I got the short end of the stick there with that one. Oh, the the two man one isn't and Hulk Hogan isn't that much better. Uh, uh, the, the, the first people they get to is Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, and once they get past them, it's just loads of like the, the Dungeon of Doom people who are just loads of jobbers anyway. So, yeah. it's like, when I asked you for something you wanted to promote, you replied with British Sign Language. So, yeah. that's a first for me. So, how did you get involved with Sign Language? So, it's something I've always been interested in um, trying to pick up, and um, we actually, um, so, at some of the shows we have some of our fans and actually uh, some of our kind of relatives of wrestlers are, are actually deaf and uh, use British yeah. language um, to communicate about the matches that are going on. Um, and I just basically thought it was kind of uh, sad that the wrestlers couldn't kind of di- interact directly with them uh, and experience the same ideas and think about wrestling in the same way they were. So um, it, yeah, it's yeah. going to come out soon, but basically, we, this is sac- with Sacrifice Pro. Um, we've got a lot of the wrestlers to uh, learn a little bit of British Sign Language, uh, put a little video together of themselves uh, introducing themselves in British Sign Language, um, and it's a That's video amazing. that we're hoping to put out soon because uh, it's really important for people to to be able to access wrestling, no matter kind of their experience or their disabilities. Um, yeah, I'm going back to like 20 years. I think we had, <laughs> we had a, a a class in school called Life Skills, and I think we did like two les- lessons on like um, sign language. I don't remember any of it, but it's, it's something that could be. Yes, there's two lessons more than I ever did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it started off as RE, but nobody took RE serious, so they no, moved they into Life Skills, <laughs> tried to teach us actual life skills in rather our, than RE. <laughs> so, in our so. RE lessons at school, we just, half of our lessons were wedding planning and, uh, and some some of our oh, friends wow. in the class even did a fake wedding, uh, yeah. uh, filmed it as part of the lessons. Wow. And that was uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> it was. It was not our school as well. So. Um, <laughs> Who from yeah. Sacrifice is going to be in the video? Um, we've got uh, so David Grant there, Tim uh, Lee, Roy Johnson, Morgan Black, Sunset Skier. Wow. There's about. There's about. 15, I think 15, 20, Tommy Kyle, Paddy O'Connor, Cobra, Cobra, Evie Rose, like, it's wow. a roster. Cool. <laughs> and I, I think when the video comes out as well, there'll be a lot lot more that will be kind of uh, motivated, you know, I guess, to do it. Like, We'd like people yeah. to, to try themselves once it's out. Um, yes. You know, the wrestlers should really, you know, have a go and see if they can do the same thing. The key is as well that um, you have like a sign name in sign language. So you have, uh, instead of spelling out your whole name, you have like symbols yeah. which represent you. So ours, oh, for example, cool. are England. 
a V in England rather than like spelling out the spelling full out name. Full name. <laughs> <All words well. laughs> yeah. And like David Grant's, oh, for example, cool. is Dark Fruits. Like there's. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like you, you have that sign name as well as spelling it out. This is the Dark Fruits Daddy, David Grant, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious. Right, so let's get back to the beginning of your like wrestling fandom. So who were your favourite wrestlers growing up? Um, so I'm a big lifelong wrestling fan and I've got I've got real good ones here. My favourite wrestlers were Hardcore Holly, uh, yes. uh, Owen Hart, Bret Hart. Um, so I've got a younger brother and the two of us watched wrestling and, and the sibling rivalry with the Hart brothers was, was kind of there. Uh, and the and Bulldog. That's that was that was my uh, yes. the easy ones. So, and Hardcore so, Holly like... for some reason. It, it was it was Spark Plug and then Hardcore Holly, so a lot of yeah, we, we actually we we interviewed the the co-author of his autobiography on Monday. It sounds amazing. <laughs> he sounds like a really nice guy as well. He's got he's got this reputation for being a bit like a, a grumpy. Yeah, grumpy, but he seems like a really nice guy. All the wrestlers and their shoots are like, oh yeah, don't don't cross Bob Holly. But then uh, anyone I've uh, you know it's worked like Southside of UK shows. Oh yeah, what a great guy. So I wonder what one I'll get on the on the wrestling wrestling favorite wrestlers growing up. I'm actually the complete opposite. I, I didn't come across wrestling until about three years ago. Um, I grew oh, up. Wow. Yeah, I um, I didn't have any brothers or anything, and I went to an all-girls school, and I literally had no exposure to wrestling um, until I decided to venture out from the other sports I'd done and uh, try something even more violent than ice hockey. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listened to an interview you did today, and was it rugby and ice hockey and field hockey? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, all, all the, all the sports, but yeah, especially kind of, um, aggressive well, I'm ones. Guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing them sports do prepare you for the bumps of wrestling, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, no, no, for sure. Um, you have a lot more padding in ice hockey though. Uh, so. Yes. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, I play, I play, I, I had a tra- trial for Cheshire and, in rugby, but then I seriously short, injured my shoulder when I was about fifteen, yeah. so I had to stop playing. Then, but by the time I got to then, I, I when they when I started playing rugby, I was at five foot seven when I was eleven, so I was quite tall. <laughs> but I, I'm still five foot seven now. <laughs> so I, I just got, I got I got to this height, so I was dead tall, and I they started the years like second row, and as the years went on, I moved to wing because I just wasn't getting, everybody else was getting huge and I was just getting, I stayed the same. I played uh, played football at uh, primary school and I was in goal because I shot like 5'8". Yeah. I'm 5'9 now, so, you know. All my cousins, everything, all six foot plus and I just got to well, my my dad's only five foot five, so I probably just got that gene. Or something. But I thought I I got the mum side of the family where everybody six foot plus. But no. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what prompted you to don the tights against the rings? We start with Sid. Yeah, so um, again, like a lifelong wrestling fan, a um, bunch of my friends when I well, this was this is going back maybe twenty years, more like fifteen. Um, both my friends at school and I would were talking about getting into wrestling, and I was looking at things yes. like um. Like the wrestling channel used to be on on Sky TV, and there was those adverts for um, LDN wrestling with um, like Paul Ash, the trainer, and all this stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, we should go one day." And then we never did. Um, but I was really into TNA, and British Boot Camp came around, and 
Spud was one of my favorite wrestlers. And uh, yes. when he won boot camp and got signed, I was like, yep, this is it. And I think the, um, the, that week that British boot camp aired, I turned up my first training session. And, uh, yeah, I'm still here now. So cool. So as like hardcore Harley and Owen Hart, are you want to like mold your style around when you start to train it? Well, so, so when I started training, I, I, um, would, would love to be a big, big tough brawl like hardcore Harley. But when I started training, yeah. I was about 10 stone and uh, of nothing. And um, I kind of got to training and I realized that I'm not going to be good enough to be flippy. Because at the time, you had guys like uh, Will Ospreay was kind of breaking out. Mark Andrews were just kind of making their names. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm their size, but I'm not that agile. Um, and I'm not the size of guys like Rampage and Dave Mastiff. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'd love to, I'd love to wrestle like Owen. And um, Eddie Dennis um, took me to one side, and he was like, "When I was a kid, yeah. one, two, three kid was my favorite wrestler." And he says, "But look at me, I'm I'm six foot five. <laughs> it's like I'm never going to be one, two, three kid." <laughs> so um, no. he was like, "Yeah, just play to your strengths." And I, I think I've played my strengths, and I've I've put on some size, and I've I've got that more more like Bret Hart, I'd say, than Owen because Owen's a bit fantastic. But yeah, yeah, staying here, you got you kind of got a Tyler Bates physique. <laughs> Do you know, what, um, uh, Charles Crowley used to always say I was I was the weirdest cross between <laughs> between the three of British Strong Style. So I used to wear a red singlet yeah. as well. So uh, oh, wow. yeah, every 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 dad get like a message from him calling me like, "All right, Trent or something." Like that. Just just leave me be. <laughs> just yeah. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Eden? Yeah. So um, I think. Um, I've had a few people kind of watch my, my hockey games and I'd get into fights and stuff um, quite a lot. Um, and I was kind of getting in sick of suspensions and, uh, obviously hockey, hockey kind of fighting is part of the game, but it's not also you do get penalties and stuff. And, uh, with that and with, with being used to tackling people in rugby and, and things like that, people just, uh, suggested I try, try wrestling really. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I just, uh, my first my first training session was with Paul Ash as well, so or at least that's where my first exposure was to, to training. So yeah, um, I started there and it just really took to it. So it's good. Did you have uh, a Did you have an idea of what type of character you wanted to be when you started training? I'd I'd seen some some shows um, and I'd watched a bit of kind of TV and things, and so I, I really liked. Um, Rhonda when she was coming up and when she, how she was uh, build and also um, Rhea's been really like I'm kind of I kind of model myself off quite serious intimidating wrestlers mm-hmm. like I'd be Brock Lesnar if I could but I'm not quite that size um, <laughs> but definitely like as in you know trying to be intimidating in sports is definitely something that I've wanted to carry across in the ring and, and to wrestle in a kind of no nonsense uh, style definitely <laughs> And did you have a an idea of a, a style you wanted to go into? Um, as much as I didn't kind of... It's just hard-hitting, really, like Joshi's style yeah. that I've realised as a come on. Like, but, yeah, just just trying to whack people, really. Yeah. <laughs> as, as I don't have the, you know, the, the years of kind of experience to wrestling, it was just... Yeah. I want to make people, you know, take that breath in when they see you kind of... Yeah, <laughs> So if you go back to Sid, um, take us back to your first match or your first show and, and 
What do you remember about it in hindsight? Did you enjoy it? Have you so, watched it? Was it any good? Or? So what I remember about my first matches is what I remember from watching them. So when I am um, my my first three matches, um, they're all they're all progress progress trainee shows, and combined the three matches last about three minutes. And oh wow! Any of them. So um, yeah, so they were they were learning experiences. Um, I'll take for them. I'll take um, take away from them a lot, uh, but mostly yes. I take away a concussion. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, so who against your first match? So my very first match was against a guy called Crisis, who doesn't wrestle anymore. He wrestled one match, which was against me. I basically I scared him off with with my intimidating presence on my back. Yeah. Um. He now plays professional rugby. Uh, he was in. He played for Cambridge, but I think he plays for a, a Cornish team now. But he, he's doing well for himself. Um, uh, beyond that, and then after that, I faced Paul Riker, who is back in wrestling. He's a big Canadian guy. Yeah. And he he took some time off after wrestling me. On you know realizing <laughs> after seeing me on the floor, it was you know just not worth continuing. Then after that, yeah. I wrestled <laughs> someone called the Omega. Um, Exact same story, you know. I'm I'm an intimidating presence in yeah. outspring. <laughs> I'm modelling myself after you, then, really. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> or, or at least my matches and who I was against. Mine were the I was the other half of those matches in, in my in my first few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. It was your first match against um, me. Yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just against each other. I was uh, I was donning my cyborg war paint at that point and. Uh, yeah, it was uh, back and forth that one, but I had a few kind of squashes after that that I was, uh, you know, destroying people on the roster. So, uh, hey, good brothers, this is Sunset Skip, and you are listening to the Broken but Glorious podcast. When did the the body England's tag team come to be? Then, so tell us a bit about the history of the team and how how you met. So, we just known each other for ages, um, and like when he even kind of started training um, with Ash as well, it was like. At the time, like I was, I was very much in a position where I was kind of the the, the seconding command at training kind of thing. Um, so we'd like, I'd take on the newer people, while Ash would take on the more experienced people and yes. guide them. Um, so it kind of just formed from there, where like we, we um just we just seemed to click and like it's kind of like what I was explaining made sense, and you know, Eden's Eden went on a big winning streak. And I was like, I need a piece of that. So uh, <laughs> more, more or less, but no, it's a it's a case of we're we're pretty like minded, we're both motivated. But um, but on our, we felt kind of like our characters could complement each other. So our our personalities. You're willing to learn, and um, like teaching is probably my passion, especially in wrestling. So it, it came together quite naturally. And uh, I think we have our we had our first first match together was about what was it, April, I think, last year. Yeah. So not even that long, really. Oh wow! Um, so are you predominantly a tag team, or are you just like in each other's corners, supporting each other? We're 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 as needed. We're you know we're we kind of because we both you know we both have our own styles in the ring. Like we will both take on whoever you know if, if you want a technical match with Sid. Like I'll be there, kind of screaming and then supporting, and then you'll be guiding me. You know, helping me with the more technical stuff if I'm in the ring. Um, and then obviously when we're together, like, you know, when there's the opportunity, 
to, to face teams together, we kind of just bring both of those bits. Um, so yeah, it's really it's really a mixture. What you know, we're just going for whatever we can. <laughs> Do you find being an intergender tag team that promotions maybe not wanting intergender wrestling on the show? Um, well, we we the promotions we work for, they're 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 very much kind of like um, integrated wrestling anyway. So um, yes. I mean, like, we made our debut for Future just before Christmas, and we wrestled um, Morgan Black and Xander Zulu. And, you know, up and down a Future card, you'll have Nightshade, Jade, Natalie Sykes, mixing up with yes. whoever else is on there. Um, uh, I mean, even we um, we debuted for Hustle as a, as a instant tag team as well. So I think, yeah. I think yeah. people are, especially with the way that Eden wrestles as well, like, just yeah, from the start, I've been into gender. I've been wrestling into gender matches. Like, as as we said, my first one was into gender. Like, you kind 90- of know what you're getting yeah. into when you, when you when you see. I think it's because you know I'm not I'm not small. Like, um, it helps a bit to kind of yes to have some yes. more presence there for the for the matches and people kind of are more willing to to put those matches on. We haven't had the same problems that some other people have had, I don't think. Yeah, sure. No. <laughs> you kind of touched on it, but who have been some of your like, favourite feuds and matches as a team? Yeah. So, I'm trying to think. So, I mean, you, you keep wrestling Evie Rose everywhere yeah. you go. Yeah, I destroyed yes. her for a, for a few matches. But then it's been everywhere. So, obviously, that's been, you know, it's nice to have, like, time to kind of work with someone and, 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 and think about that when you're when you're going into a match, like see what think about what you've done before and, and build on that and see what you can get out of that next match. But I think in terms of like what we enjoyed, we, we did enjoy um, tight grip. Yeah. Future. Future is real great, real great place to be. Yeah. I, yeah, I watched, I watched a couple of future shows in, in the, doing my research for the David Grant interview. And it's, it's one, I think it's one, it's one of my four year old, five year old now. Like favorite the rumble we did where the I can't remember what the name of the faction is the army based faction the rumble came out and the oh, whole the first four were, were them and he thought mm-hmm. that was the most amazing start to rumble the <laughs> army thought it was hilarious when the music kept coming on he goes they're going to come out again I said no there's like four of them <laughs> um, yeah no it, the environment's there is great really good and because and, and we got put against that team it was just really nice to kind of go go toe to toe with them I feel like with a lot of people I tend to face like I'm very, I'm, I'm well. I'd like to say I'm very, I'm very relaxed kind of person. I'll, I'll take things as they come, and I don't, I don't take things too personally. Um, you know, I, I wrestled a lot of matches against Percy Trainer. Um, I've wrestled a load of matches against Memes. Um, yes, like these, the, you know, they're just names that keep popping up that I end up facing. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't say there's a rivalry. Like it's, it's just a, I think it's just a. Hello, old friend. Kind of, kind of deal when we see each other. Um, yes, <laughs> but you know, I think, I think just, just because of that, because I'm not, I'm not quite as vitriolic as, as maybe I could be with people. It's, um, it's probably, it's probably hindered me because people are, people don't want to get into a fight with me just in case they, they find out what, what, what I'm like when I'm angry. Just like the yes. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't want to find out. Just like those progress matches. <laughs> So, so since you had your last show, we've had like the Black Lives Matter movements and the Speaking Out movements. What do you think Brit Rest is going to be like when it returns? Or do you think there'll be much difference? Or? Uh, so I've, I've had a, a chat with a few different people who've got a few different ideas. You know, it goes from wrestling's never coming back, um, is one extreme end of the spectrum, to 
um, you know, wrestling's hopefully going to be kind of a better place when we, when we, when we come back. Um, I mean, obviously in, in the States, they're running a lot of shows now and, and you can kind of see like the positive changes that are happening there. Um, yeah. Know, um, there's like, there's a few like real, like real strong, like black community shows in uh, that are running in America at the moment. Yeah. Like black wrestlers matter. Yeah. One. So, um, you know, like that, which is great. Um, the speaking out movement was 95% kind of, kind of British wrestling, I think. Um, so getting rid of those people, it, it, it will just mean the cards look different. I, I can see things being very, very similar. Um, yeah. I, I'll scream equity and see what happens. Um, which seems I think, yeah. Like, I think hopefully it will just encourage people who run shows to kind of listen more to like their talent and the, specifically mm. the, the talent that isn't just your, you know, your standard white guy wrestler. Um, they'll just listen to them when they're putting cards together, when they're uh, having people on the staff and just, you know, I think that input is going to be slower than people maybe want it to be. But I think mm-hmm. it's the right direction. I think, you know, it's very difficult to change something dramatically straight away because even if people want to, um, yeah, I think I think it is going to be slower, slower process, but. Hopefully, you know, maybe if we overshoot it a bit, we'll kind of come back to, yeah, back to, the, to something better, and then, yeah. you know, between the two extremes. I think it has been going on a, an upward directory over the last three years, four years maybe, because when I started going to British shows, it was majority white yeah. male yeah, sure. in every match, maybe have a token women's match in the middle, maybe a, a multi-women, a real story to it. It's just... They have the token women's match, but like it's like sacrifice are really good at integrating like people of all kinds of backgrounds into their shows and having storylines for women as well, yeah, and Uh, storylines for for wrestlers of color as well. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, since then I've had I've seen I saw Jade and Alexis Falcon headline a Wrestle Island show. Uh, Alexis Falcon won the Island Rumble. Yeah, yeah, she's number one contender for the championship, the male championship, but Angie. He's the current women's champion as well. Mm-hmm. The first rumble they had, they had one lady in. The second had two, and I think this year they had six women in in the thirty man rumble or person rumble. So it's it's good. It's I, like I, I, it's kind of just showing that like people are more willing to take risks on on just other people that have wrestlers. You know, like you said that the cars were always full of like you know the same kind of faces, like just white guy wrestlers always like. For a lot of promoters, I guess it feels like a safe option. Like, um, but you know, having a different having a different face attached to a, a poster, you know, hopefully it'll make people that, who see that poster go, "Hey, that person looks like me. I want to I want to come watch wrestling." Yeah. And kind of yes, that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah, like the first show I went to was a, a women's show because it was branded that way. I kind of was more interested in going. Um, obviously, I fell in love with it afterwards, and we'd go and see any kind of show now, but. Um, it definitely helps bringing people in if they can see people that maybe look a bit like themselves. Hello, my dear friends. It's Jethro Roos here. You are listening to a broken but glorious wrestling podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds, sounds a bit glorious, doesn't it? Broken, broken, broken and glorious, Jethro. Yes. Earlier this year, you were talking about possibly moving to America. Is that still in the plan? It the is. COVID stuff? Yeah, there's 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 a lot of red tape, obviously. Um, yeah. In terms of immigration, quarantines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I, I think 
the the thing for us is it's been delayed rather than put off or, or cancelled. It's you know it was going to happen this year. It's just going to happen at the dead end of the year, and it's not affecting wrestling for us. You know, we kind of we'd agreed a bunch of dates with um, with promotions up until you know September or October time to say, hey, we we're going to move around this time. Yada yada yada. Yeah. You know, let's see how it goes, but. I mean, for us, there's going to be no wrestling really in the UK until December. There's, I mean, there's a few shows popping up now and then, but you know, I think at, at this point, a lot of people know that we're going, kind of just aren't sure when. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, part, what part of the states do you plan to go to? So we're going to uh, Ohio. We're going to move to Cleveland. Um, and Ohio is like fantastic for wrestling. It's, yeah, it's full of it. Full of it. It's slap bang in the middle of a bunch of, bunch of states that are great for wrestling. You know, you've got... Um, Pennsylvania next door. You've got Canada just north of the river. Like Virginia's on the other side. There's some stuff there. Like it's really in the centre of like tons of places. Um, And there's we've got um, we want to train with absolute intense wrestling out there. Um, People seem really friendly, like online and uh, cool to kind of talk to. So we're we're quite excited to eventually get out there and get to train out there and experience the wrestling culture out there. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going out there just for wrestling, or did you just happen to get a job out there? Wrestling is just yeah. So I've happened to got uh, get a job out there, um, which is fortunately very great, great uh, job lined up. Um, so yeah, it should be really nice environment for me to be going and working in, and then also we can wrestle. Lots of places, oh, and I'll be there too. <laughs> cool. You'll have, you'll have to come back on once you're settled. Tell us about the yeah. Brits abroad. Yeah, we're trying to find <laughs> out, like, you know, people who've kind of moved that way. But a lot of we know more. Obviously, we're here, so we know more Americans who've come over, and still a bit, bit difficult to kind of fully know what it's like to to go over there and how people are in their schools. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Apparently, the cards are very long. Yeah, the shows are very long. So yeah, there's a big thing, a big <laughs> we'll thing on Twitter. That. People talking about, hey, he's. 15 match cards have to stop. I'm just wow. A seven match card's long over here, you know? Yes. Yeah, no, I don't know if I can sit through 15 matches. I'll get, I'll get my kids to sit through 15 yeah. matches. <laughs> the thing is, five or six matches. Like, there's so many people hungry for so many spots. And, like, you know, in the UK, we're, we're so small relative. And, like, yes, we've got a huge pool of talent. But, you know, America's got. Hundred times the people in wrestling, and yeah. you know, for every for every one, you know, Roy Johnson or Carl Kingsley, we've got there's you know, ten, fifteen, twenty of those in America looking for that spot. It's, so, it's some yeah, some of the states are bigger than like Britain, right. so probably got the same amount of wrestlers in each state. But it's good news, you know. If there's fifteen match cards, that's one ma- one out of fifteen is something we could we could be getting on. So yeah. if any American wrestler, you know, we'll <laughs> we'll jump on into your fifteenth match. I'm guessing that these matches won't be like 20 minute epics each. It's going to have a 15 minute, 15 match card. They're going to be mostly less than 10 minute matches, else you'll be there for like six, seven hours. <laughs> it's like, it's like WrestleMania every week. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> they're definitely longer than here, the shows, but I'm not I just, quite sure how. I just, want to, I just want to finish the show, leave the building, get home in time for match of the day two, and that, that's it. Yes. And if the, if the match cards. You know, fifteen matches long. I'll I'll be seeing you later. I won't be watching the main event. I'm sorry. 
Just send me the video. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I think about two and a half hours max is good for a wrestling show and yeah. in Britain, I think. So you've got that like fifteen, twenty minute break in the middle as well, just to break everything up. I think that that especially family shows, because I think that's about as much as yeah. family shows. At least my five as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, my five year old couldn't watch more than a two hour show. He just mind of wonder. One good thing about um, America for us is like we, we're worried yeah. about going out there because um, see the like health insurance wise, like wrestling's you know risky. But fortunately, my job covers us, so so we, we can get as injured as we like. Yeah. But almost <laughs> oh, in a death match, we'll yeah. consider it. <laughs> we're covered. <laughs> oh, it's crazy death match out there. Yeah. What I've seen. So. <laughs> Would you ever consider going going down like? A more well, hardcore side sports. It depends on who the opponent would be. You know, there's 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 people that you'd you'd be willing to you know to put each other's in each other's hands, kind of thing. You know, guys yeah, like there's an element of trust in it. Yeah, like uh, I mean, over here in the UK, like two of my favourites are Tim Lee and, and Jack Cave. You know, and they the face yes. they went out there and they they left it all out there when um, a few months back at Sacrifice. All yeah. their blood, aren't they? Yeah, they left all their blood <laughs> and some skin and guts. Oh, it's it's one of the things you know where like I think a lot of people talk about deathmatch wrestling. There's 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 some people that will say it's you know it's you know bad or negative, but it's just another form of storytelling in the day. As long as you're not yeah, as long as you're using like you know the match to your like best ability to like as know. long as you're not like having death matches in front of ten people on free shows. Mm. No, there's, yes. there's right and wrong ways to have a death match. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think you can like, do a good. There are these types of matches where you can have the brilliant blend of ultra violence and in ring technic- technicality to mm-hmm. uh, blend them together, and it just it can be a bit of an art form at times. I think. If, yeah. If you, yeah, if you get it just right, like the um, TLC. And, um, yeah. Was it some two thousand? Kind of what ruined about- indie wrestling for. Years after that, because guys were trying to do bigger yeah. bumps than these guys. So, yes. Yeah, so Mick so Foley brutal, well, but it was just an excellent match. Yeah, Mick Foley's the yeah. king of the uh, the thumbtacks as well. You know, Mick Foley and Triple H in two thousand were having you know death matches essentially. You know, at, uh, yes, uh, definitely. Great, fantastic match. Cool. If your opponent went under the ring and he brought out like a bag, would you want it to be thumbtacks or Lego to get thrown up? We've done both. I think we've done both. Yeah. Um, weirdly, the Lego's less fun. Um, but with the Lego, generally it'll come in a, uh, like a, a carry case or something, a Lego carry case, and that's just an extra weapon, so. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, got, I've got mixed reactions. Yeah, like David Grant doesn't like the idea of being pierced. He just hates, so he'll go for Lego every day. But then, yeah. Some wrestlers like, oh, thumbtacks fun tax are dead easy to take out, whereas right. if you yeah. get a bruise off a Lego, it's there for months. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd vote thumbtacks. Split down the middle of the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. So this will be my last question. So if you were a promoter for a day, promoting a show, so using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, if I give you a match type, will you tell me who you'd have in that match? Yeah. Cool. So who would be in your opening contest to excite the crowd? Um, so you'd want something fast-paced, so 
You've got Smashing Mike, great explosive. Um, CJ yeah. Kester, who is equally as great explosive. I mean, all four people that I've put in this match. Ricky Calvay as well from UBW and Spike Valentine from UBW. Oh, and wow. They're all four. Big explosive. That same word that I used over and over again. Yeah. That would, that would do it. Uh, a comedy match? Um, you if it was a comedy match, you'd probably have like musical chairs or something, right? Like, not, not a real wrestler. <laughs> uh, Tim Lee? Yeah, Tim Lee. Jethro is going there. Jethro. Gene Money. Skip. Sunset Skip, that is. Not Skip. Oh, Jeff. yes. Yeah, it's or, one of my favourites. Or Skip. We're trying, we're trying to petition to get Sunset Skip to come up to Vessel Island. <laughs> we're trying to get, 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 get him in a prospect tournament, even though he's been Even though his gimmicks is from the 70s. But. So you've got Skip. You've got Skip with cocaine or substances. Yes. Uh, and, uh, David Grant with his alcoholic beverage. And Morgan Black <laughs> the moves. Morgan Black the moves. Just cram it out. Big, wow. <laughs> big multi-way musical chair. <laughs> scramble. Eggs on toast match. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Sounds good. Yeah. I'll be at peace. I've got just in my, in my head Charles, Charles Crowley's in charge of moving the chairs. <laughs> what about a women's title match? Um, women's title, Bobby Tyler. Let's go, Bobby Tyler. Yeah. Put um, Madison Miles in there. She was uh, I faced her once. She was really, really good talent. And Alexa Velo. Um, yeah, from Germany. She's wow. She's real good. If no one, if no one in the UK, I mean, people in the UK should have heard of her, but she's fantastic. Look yeah, real good international match that one. Cool. Um, you got you could put yourself in this one to your tag team title match. Do you know what tag team titles? I didn't. I didn't think that we'd be the, the best bet for that. You know, I thought. Speak for yourself. I, th- I thought. I thought tag team titles. You'd um you'd get Charles Crowley and um Adam Ralph, the main event. Yes. Um, against Clarence and Gambit. Gambit is he made his debut in UBW, um, but he's someone been training for a while. He's how old is he? He's young. Yeah, he's, he's like sixteen, seventeen. He's a young kid, but he's real. Oh, Somebody I'm not familiar with. Yeah, but yeah, he, um, he's yeah. he's only been at UBW the one show. Um, yeah, he's as bright and tough <laughs> as Clarence. Um, yeah, like the two of them together would be a good team. So. Be. We'd just be the permanent tag team title holders, yeah, and that would be the number one contenders. That'd be the interim tag title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you could put yourselves in this one, an intergender match. No, I say, there you go, it's an intergender. I, I thought for this, you'd get, you'd get like yeah. a, a, another good intergender tag team. Um, well, they rest in the gender matches is, is uh, Nightjade. Um, yes, I can't believe it. Oh, sanitarium that's what they called them. Something yeah. felt right um, when they had shacks. Um, Haven't taken on the blighters, uh, who are hustle UBW mainstays. Um, yes, disgusting creatures. Every one of them wow. hate them. Yeah. Hate the blighters. Well, they, that's my rival. The blighters. Every <laughs> last one fair. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sanitar- sanitariums. Jade and Night Shade, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> and your main event? Main event? Um, do you know what? Main event, I'd do a, I'd do a, 
handicap rounds match, okay? Because uh, British yeah. rounds, you'd have you'd have uh, me and and Eden with um with tagging and out yep. as needed um, against Kyle Kingsley. Oh wow! <laughs> he, he's been at the gym every single day for the past seven months. He, he's, he he's looks amazing. Fun. He's he's going to come back as a cruiserweight doing shooting star presses, and that ten stone of me from way back in the day that said I'm never going to be like Mark Andrews is going to cry. Yeah, <laughs> no, he he, lo- he looks amazing. Yeah. I think yeah, it's going to be interesting the people who come back and the, the people who've just made made the best of having the time off where they've like rested, got, got rid of all them niggling injuries, and they yeah. probably looked at the sorry, gone. Probably looking at what's gone right and what's gone wrong over the last like year or so, and they've given like do little tweaks to the characters and stuff. Have you planning anything for when you return? Or? So yeah, we, I mean we've we've um we've been doing a lot of tape study, especially um, yeah. Um, so I've been I've been really studying um a lot of the old World of Sport tapes. Um, Rollable Rocco, obviously, unfortunately passed away very recently. Um, yes, it was one of my favourites, you know. And going back and just seeing the kind of magic he he made in the ring is really kind of it's got the cogs turning for me. And I've got I've got a notepad full of of get in the ring, do this, get in the ring, do this. Um, yeah, yeah. they're so talented, and the, the British style is um, really like there's so much to it uh, that I think we both wanna wanna bring more into our matches. And, and yeah, fewer PDAs probably. Yeah. Uh, so um, we'll finish on this. So, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to get into the business? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, nobody owes you anything. Um, mm-hmm. You can be the best version of yourself or the worst version of yourself, and it's up to you. Yes, yeah, that's what definitely. I would tell myself. My advice would be: there's a lot of skills in wrestling. There's a lot of skills between you know the fitness, the strength. The, the knowledge around the grappling and, and being able to kind of uh, interact with the, the, the crowd that you should work on, you know, all of those parts and, and, and really, you know, if you can bring any of those to your training and to your start, then, you know, if you can diversify your skills like that, then you'll, you'll go far. Have you any merch you want to promote or do you want to promote your social media? Do, do you know, by, by, by the time this goes out, we we may very well. If not, it'll be in the very near future. Um, we should be on the gear, on the gear very soon. Um, on yes. the gear, UK. I think that's where you'll find a lot of. Even if we're not there, you know, so many wrestlers on there right now. They'll be your favourites, or they will be your favourites when wrestling comes yeah. back. But we've got some merch in the pipeline to go on there, and um, yeah, and keep an eye out on the Sacrifice Pro pages for the BSL video, and. Um, yeah. See what we got to in that'll, that'll be soon. So. Yeah. Yes, that's so well, I'll definitely have to get you back on once you're settled in America and hear about your experiences out there. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, how about uh, do you want to promote your social media before we go as well? Yeah, you can find me Instagram and Twitter just at Sid von England E N G E L A N D. I'm at Eden underscore V underscore E on uh, Twitter. And Eden dot wrestler uh, on uh, Instagram. Cool. So I'll, I'll put all links in the description below the interview. So yeah. I've really enjoyed speaking again. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Yeah, it's been nice to meet you. Yeah, we'll come to Wrestle Island if we're visiting. Yes. Yeah.